Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all around the world. Look, we all know that serving in worship and production is great, but the problems, those are real. Thanks for joining us as we dive into today's episode with our host, Brian Tabor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 198 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. We are thrilled to be knock, knock, knocking on the door of 200 episodes, guys. 200 episodes, 200 weeks we've shared this time together. I'm so glad we had this time. Isn't that <laughs> uh, so, okay, here's what we're about. Three E's, entertain, encourage, and equip. I also want to ask a favor, just a really... Do me a solid. Do Jen a solid. Yeah. We need you to go to over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating and a really solid review. We had a little problem with our Apple Podcast connection. So for a while, there were two podcasts. Yeah. It was pandemonium. It, the, <laughs> the ship has been righted. The logo is updated. Thank you, Apple. After 14 months, they got our logo updated. So, um, we're, but we're going to, we need you to, to help us with that, if you would. Five-star rating and a really solid review. Hey, before we get started, I want to tell you about our friends at Maven Media Productions. They're awesome. Mm -hmm. And I mean awesome, like in all caps. Right. Like what they're doing for us is just game changing. They're editing the audio of our podcast. They're producing the graphics that you see, the the reels, like videos, lift outs that you see. And really, they're probably doing that with uh, one arm tied behind their back because that's just a really easy lift for them. But here's the deal. If you have a business or a ministry or a church and you need some help with social media or a website or whatever, they're your people. Mm -hmm. So go check out mavenmediaproductions.com. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Lar Giance. <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> I don't like that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't really, it didn't, it didn't go through the filter. I'm no, sorry. it didn't. That's okay though. Sometimes some of your best stuff comes by not going through the filter. So no, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. It's so good to be here. We've got a great episode. I've been looking forward to this one. I've been looking forward to this one. Obviously, resources, laughs, ha ha ha. Oh, that's great. But <laughs> we uh, sliding DMs. Yeah, we're going to do it. But the highlight today is we got to have a conversation with the one and only Cody Carnes. I just, what an amazing I just dude, love him. I absolutely love him. So yes, we're going to do all the things. We're going to laugh together. We're going to share resources. We've got a kind of a funny sliding into the DM today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this conversation with Cody Carnes, it was absolutely incredible. So we got, we got some good things in store. Yeah. Before we jump in, let us tell you about our besties at Planning Center. Okay, fam, it's time to talk about Planning Center. So if you're a worship pastor, maybe you're thinking, I'm already using services. What are we doing talking about Planning Center? Okay, well, did you know that with services, you can also have free access to another incredibly powerful product called People? With People, you can create a volunteer pipeline to get new volunteers through their application process and then assign to a team. In People, you can create an online form to get new volunteers a workflow to help you walk them step-by-step step through the application and training process, and then automatically add them to services so you can get them scheduled. 
And that's just one way you can use people. So give it a try. Learn more at planningcenter.com slash pipeline. And remember, if your church is looking for tools to help with things like giving, small group chat, event signups, live streaming, and custom reporting, Planning Center has tools for that too. So let your church administrator know. Check out planningcenter.com. So Brian, I beat you to it. Yes, I beat Jennifer. you to it. I beat you to it today. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna run this one today. Not Guys, <laughs> if you could see the smile on her face, you know, I know. And now he's squirming for once, for once. Okay, so, uh, okay, so I got, a, I got a questie for you. I got yes, a questie. Yes, yes, yes. If your life were to be made into a movie, what genre would that movie be, and who would play Brian Tabor? Uh, it would be a dramedy and the people <laughs> tell me it would be Kevin James. I am not, oh I'm not flattered by that in any way other than the fact that he seems like a okay guy and yeah, he's famous. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I get he, that a lot. Um, he's hilarious. I love him. He so is hilarious. It's a compliment. I, love, I, I hope so. I mean, <laughs> it would be Kevin James. It would, I guess, I guess. What about you? I, Who would? Oh man. Okay. Well, first of all, I couldn't decide if mine would be like a, a dramedy, a comedy, or some sort of a, a bit of like sci-fi adventure horror in there too. I don't know, maybe all of it. <laughs> it would be one of those movies that makes no sense that you leave and you're like, what just happened? That would be, that would probably be it. And just to stay with that theme, Will Ferrell, I think that that would be a great. <laughs> It'd have to be shot like the, the Blair Witch. Like yes. Those real close up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> shaky shots running around. Yeah, that that's how the movie of my life would play out. Oh my out. gosh, that's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin James and Will Ferrell. They, have they ever done a movie together? If not, they should. They should. I don't know if they have, but they should. That would be amazing. It would be. It would, that would be. be amazing. It would be. Um, that's hilarious. Okay, so you know what is going to be amazing? Overflow Worship Conference, October yeah. 7th and 8th, Wilmer, Minnesota. Guys, we're here for our friendship with Overflow Worship. They're mm-hmm. just amazing, amazing people. So this is a conference for, as you heard last week, Andrea would describe it as like uh, volunteer-supported ministries. Yeah. Um, that's a big a wheelhouse for them. Mm-hmm. But if you are a full-time staff member, you also can come to this conference. It's going to be awesome. Your humble hosts will be there emceeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and recording a podcast, which is going to be awesome. Um, so it, it hit the, you know, overflow worship and, uh, and join us in Wilmer, uh, October 7th and 8th. And you heard us talk about last week, the worship leaders startup tool toolkit, uh, that's coming at the end of October. There's a link in our bio. You can save your seat for that. If you are, uh, I think Andrea put it like, if you are newly positioned in ministry mm-hmm. leadership, this online, it's a at your own pace. It's an online course. It's it's for you. So, uh, if you're interested at all, hit that link in our bio, and uh, it'll uh, it'll save your uh, your spot. And yeah. we would love to, yeah, we'd love to see you in Wilmer. I mean, I've never been to Wilmer. I haven't either. I've only been to Minnesota once, really? and uh, I was traveling with Joshua. He was on business, and so I got left at a hotel room in the middle of nowhere, like all day Uh-oh. long. So I just binge oh watched TV all day. So I haven't really you didn't experienced all of America. It was too far away. I mean, we went oh, the long, first yeah. day, but it was too far away from where I was staying. So I literally just hung out in a hotel for a few days and I did not have a great impression of Minnesota. So I'm happy to give it another, you yeah. know, let's give it another shot. If Andrea is any indication of yep. what people in it's Minnesota true. are from. This is true. 
I'm, I'm going to be a big I'm Minnesota fan. I, I am looking forward to the weather. You know how passionate I am about weather. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, we're attempting to have fall here. You know, tomorrow's first day of fall. So oh, it's, wow. you know. We're, is it really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I think our high is, you know, like 90 something, 93. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> ready so, to get out uh, the sweaters and. You know, Luke, our Canadian Mountie up yes. in uh, the Scotia, Nova Scotia, <laughs> he has been having frost uh, like advisories or frost warnings already. Can you believe wow. that? No, I can't even relate to that. So, mm. wow. So I'm looking forward luck, to the Luke. weather. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> you know what else I'm looking forward to? What's that? I think it's time for prayer concerns. Prayer Concerns is brought to you by our friends at Five Words Media. They're the amazing people that bring you free church AV. Five Words Media is also the official AVL integrator of Worship Leader Props. Now, if your church is planning an upgrade to your production gear or maybe have a new building in the works, start with a call or an email to the team at Five Words Media. They're the best in the biz and they will do an incredible job of finding the right gear to help your church realize their vision of making a greater impact for the kingdom. Just consider them as an extension of your church production team, and they'll focus on the five words that clients experience with every project they do. Those five words are see, hear, feel, design, and build. Just click the link in our bio and then click on the link for Five Words Media to get started today. So fam, if you're new to the podcast, prayer concerns, uh, you know, your congregation, the congregations, they've been given a license to share. I don't know who gives them the license, but they are taking full advantage of it. And they like to tell you what they think. Um, you know, every now and then you get a nicety, a uh, little pat on the back. Sometimes you don't get a pat on the back. You get like super shade right. from, from Marge, <laughs> who's, you know, been sitting on the front row for 45 years and she doesn't care for the holes in your jeans yep. or the volume of the songs or how loud you play things or what songs you play or whatever. She's not, she's not down with most of it. So people share these with us anonymously. We won't ever share your name or your church's name. Uh, you can go to worshipleaderprobs.com and submit yours. Uh, just click on the prayer concerns tab. So let's dive right in. Prayer concern number one. I happened to be leading one Sunday when a woman approached me after service asking how I thought I did. She proceeded to ask me if I had ever considered taking vocal lessons. I kindly thanked her for her concern and went on about my business. I figured it would just be a one-time comment until she asked me again a few weeks later. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's two weeks in a row. Two We've weeks in a row. About vo- oh my gosh. Come on, Marge. Come on. It's not nice. Back up. Check yourself before yeah. you wreck yeah. yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh my goodness. Okay. Number two, prayer concern. Number two, this is a backhanded compliment from my young son. I have changed the names to protect the innocent. Mm -hmm. And here's the conversation. Mom, you're one of my favorite singers at church. Well, thank you, babe. I really like Deborah and Jeff and Joe better, but you're good too. Oh, well, I agree. They're awesome too. And remember Jane and Jim. They're great, so maybe you're just top 10. Oh, <laughs> out of the mouths of babes. Top 10, man. 
<laughs> oh wow! I mean, kids, kids are brutally honest. It's, oh my goodness! Jeez. Yeah, that's <laughs> they a, don't come hold on, back. Fam, literally. <laughs> that's right. All right, number uh, three, prayer concern. Number three, I got a note slipped under my door after a Sunday service, and it said. How does it feel knowing you desecrated the entire sanctuary by wearing those jeans in front of everyone? Ooh. <laughs> I had not been there that week. <laughs> so now you desecrated we're getting prayer concerns when we're, when, we're, when we're absent. But the entire sanctuary, you desecrated the sanctuary. Wow. I mean, points for really picking a strong word. All of it. Desecrated but- the whole deal. <laughs> Wow. I I like a little hyperbole to. uh... (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay. Number four, prayer concern. Number four, I'm one of the older worship leaders on our team, and I typically steer away from trends like the ripped jeans. But one service, I wore a pair of just distressed jeans, no holes, just some fraying. Well, the following service, when I was back in my usual non-distressed jeans, a dear elder saint approached me with concern and relief and said, quote, oh, thank goodness. We were worried you might start dressing like the rest of them. <laughs> I just feel like there's there's better things for us to be worried about. Like maybe we should be concerned about salvation, you know, the, right. the lost finding Jesus. Nope, jeans. I was so concerned. Yeah, baptisms. Like baptism. Yeah, yeah. Why aren't we baptizing like, people? You know, make a disciples. Great commission. <laughs> Get, can you just picture Jesus ascending? You know, go into all the world. Hey, and the outfits. Watch for the outfits. <laughs> Gone. Oh <laughs> just, my word. Oh. Okay, fam. Here's the last one. <laughs> the bottom of the pudding cup. Prayer concern number five. I had a pastor friend who got tired of the older members, it was a very small number, of the congregation complaining about the modern worship. They kept demanding, quote, traditional music. So one Sunday morning, they opened the service with Gregorian chants. (laughs) He came to the stage and asked if that was good or how traditional do you want it? Yes, I want to meet this pastor. Can we get him on the podcast? The old that pastoral is, clapback. That, that is it's fantastic. That is fantastic. Yes. Oh man, if that was you or you know who that was, send us a DM. Please and let us know. We want to talk we, to you. Yeah, absolutely. That was so awesome. Uh, so, fam, those are prayer concerns. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sending yours in. Please keep them coming. Go to worshipleaderprobs.com and click on the prayer concerns tab. Well, it's time for us to slide into the DMs. Sliding into the DMs is brought to you by Marshall Electronics. For over 40 years, Marshall has been designing high quality video cameras and equipment for live productions of all sizes. Marshall has been a sponsor of Free Church AV since the very beginning, and they continue to support the mission. Marshall is well known for its miniature CV500 series cameras that offer excellent video quality in a very small package. Mount them over a drum kit or a keyboard or a mic stand. You can put them almost anywhere you need to add an interesting perspective to your church or live event, all at an extremely affordable price. The new miniature CV566 camera can be seen on this season's install of Free Church AV featuring the latest in Sony sensor technology with easy setup and operation. Go check out the Marshall family of cameras at the link in our bio. 
So we got a little bit of a plate. Sometimes it's a pretty heavy lift. Sometimes yeah. it's a, it's kind of sad. This one, um, we got a DM. What's the most amazing uh, Karen story you have ever experienced? So we got <laughs> a little pushback recently for using that Karen. And I do happen to know a Karen okay. that I really like, who's amazing. Karen yeah, me Henry. too. I know Karen. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's just really generic. So I we mean, didn't we're make share. it up. I just, we didn't, I, yeah, we didn't make it up. We're just reflecting the culture. Right. We are. Yeah. So, you know, don't totally come at us because everybody <laughs> instantly knows what a Karen is. And, you know. So, uh, yeah, they want to know what are our most amazing. Most you know, amazing. Karen, Karen stories. A criticism, like a critical yeah. Karen story. Oh, yeah. Man. So who wants to go first? Uh, either way. You, you probably should go first. Okay. I can Something go first. Something tells me you have um, more than one. I do have a few, which maybe is a reflection on me, not, you know, <laughs> yeah. I kind of hesitant to use that language, but, um, okay. So I did, uh, an interim at a church that ended up being about two years or a little over two years. So it was supposed to be 90 days. The pastor said, come in and I want you to, I want you to help us change the direction of worship. Mm -hmm. You know, they were going from like a, a guy in his who retired. So, you know, probably mid sixties suit and tie. And, mm -hmm. uh, they had me, I was like, okay, I'm not, I don't, I'm not crazy about ties. Like I lead from a keyboard. Right. My wife leads with me. Like all of this was new. And if yeah. I had known I was, it, it was going to stretch that far past the 90 days, I would have probably feathered a few of those changes, but he was like, go for it, man, do it, rip the bandaid off. And I was like, okay. So, um, about a few months in that pastor who's a dear, dear brother and is doing well now, uh, he got sick, was in the hospital for an extended time. And so, you know, when the, when the guy who asked you to make those changes is there, yeah, you know, he can kind of, you know, right. Yeah. You know, deflect those fiery darts that come yeah. your way. But when he's not there, uh, they're, they're hitting you. So, um, I'm walking out of the church one Sunday with a guy that I'm kind of mentoring uh, because I saw some real gifts in him and I was kind of pouring into him. He would fill in for me when I was gone. And so we're walking out of the building together. It's Sunday morning, older guy approaches me walking with a cane and he's, uh, he's pretty ticked. Mm. And I don't remember why this particular time he was ticked. He was often ticked. Um, but we had, I don't know, maybe not done enough hymns that day or, or something. And so he, uh, he was complaining about the song selection. And I mm -hmm. said, you know, uh, I just have to tell you, I spend a lot of time in prayer, like yeah. really seeking the Lord over what we're supposed to do uh, in our services. And I, I really, I follow where, where he leads me as best I can. And he looked at me with his gritted teeth and he said, well, me and the Lord are talking about that too. <laughs> and he took his cane no. and smacked me on the foot. No. This this younger guy that I'm mentoring is standing oh there gosh. watching watching. Oh all my of this. gosh! And then the guy takes off, you know, takes off walking. So wow, yeah, it's like that was like a salt and battery, Brian. Left a mark, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, it left a mark emotionally my. as well as yeah. physically. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah, he he was not not none too happy with me. It's amazing the things that people feel licensed to do when Absolutely. they feel passionate about something, which segues perfectly to my story. <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, I feel like we need some music behind so, uh, this one. Many, many, many a year ago, this was uh, where I was very, very early on in ministry. I led from Keys, and uh, we had a little bit of a sitch in our church where um, there was a group of uh, prophetic people, which got nothing wrong with intercessors, prophetic people. That's all great. Um, but uh, <laughs> this particular group um, kind of got pretty worked up and it turned into a little bit of a battle over uh, who's in charge of service. Oh my, oh my. We had like a, we had like a mic, like turned into like open mic night dur- during oh, our services. Cause there was like yeah. a mic down on the floor. But anyway, so Did this- you have a runner? Like okay. a mic runner? <laughs> no, there was just a mic <laughs> on a stand in front of the platform. And I was like, this is not good. Like this is, yeah. So, so this, this particular group would frequently come up and do things and they just felt the liberty. So uh, at one point, some night, they had come into the church without the worship team knowing um, and they, they'd come in to pray. Again, that's great. Let's pray. Um, but I discovered when I came into my keyboard the next time that I'm like, what is this slick substance that's all over the keys, that's all over everything? Well, they had come in and anointed the instruments, including the keyboard with anointing oil, because they wanted me to be more anointed in my leading. Mm -hmm. And they were praying for a pure anointing, that kind of thing. But they had come in and literally anointed our instruments. Um, And so, yeah, so that, that, that caused a problem for me. (laughs) It's like, excuse me. (laughs) Yeah. So they, yeah, that group did a few crazy things, but um, yeah. Experiencing the literal overflow. Yes. Yeah. uh, Yeah. They felt licensed to come in and anoint instruments. So we did have to get the pastor involved on that one. And I'm like, excuse me, don't ever do that again. (laughs) Don't you ever. (laughs) Yeah. Pray for it. Yeah. Pray pray. for me. That's all good. Yeah. I'll take the prayers all day long. Don't you come drizzle your oil. <laughs> okay, we're not we're or not my electronics. Man. Yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> okay, so fam, we we got to hear from you on this. What kind of stories do you have? Uh you can send us an email or a DM. The email address uh as always is info@worshipleaderprobs.com. Uh, so send us your stories and uh, we would love to maybe we'll share some of those anonymously, of course. Yeah. on the pod. Uh well, as uh Yancey said earlier, we got a chance recently to sit down with one of our favorite our favorite people. Uh, he's been on before, but mm-hmm. we're thrilled to have him back. Uh, here is our interview with Cody Carnes. Today's interview is brought to you by Hollyland Technology. Are you still using wired intercoms for your team's communication? Or maybe you're just hesitant to invest in overpriced wireless intercom systems. If that's the case, check out Hollyland Wireless Intercom. It's reliable, affordable, and super easy to use. And don't miss the chance to save $800 on the Hollyland SolidCom M1. You can email sales at fivewordsmedia.com to get started. Well, the Worship Leader Probs podcast is thrilled to welcome back Mr. Cody Carnes. Yeah, good to be here. Hello, everybody. Oh, man. Thank you so much for coming back. Always good to be with you guys. We are so excited. So Cody, if anybody follows on social media, you and your family have a lot going on. (laughs) We do. You've been on the road. You've been everywhere. So (laughs) we'll just start personal. How are you and your family doing? Just, we're just golden, you know, it's chaos and it's beautiful chaos and it's awesome. We've been on tour for three weeks, just got back uh, two days ago. Both our boys are back in school today you know, getting back in that home rhythm a little bit. Uh, but it's, it's fun and we love it. It's awesome. 
Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, okay. You were with us back in April of 2020, right? As the world Ooh. was changing <laughs> episodes 74 and 75. If you guys want to go back and check those out. Um, so yeah, the world's been through it since then. You guys had just written the blessing yes. and that video from Elevation Church was blowing up. Yeah. Uh, and you've had so much going on. You just were at Radio City in New York. Mm. Um, ha- okay, when you're living this, have you had any time to even step back and kind of celebrate what God is doing? Yeah, for sure. You know, you you have to, you really have to uh, kind of pinch yourself in certain moments and be like, all right, like I'm, I'm, I'm here right now. I'm at, you know, whatever it is, you know, this is happening, this song or whatever. And, uh, God is doing this, God is doing that. It's like, you really have to just take the moments with your family, with your community, with your friends, with your church, uh, and just kind of really, uh, you know, step back and, and do it. And for me, I'm always on to the next thing. It's hard for me to actually like step back and enjoy something. Cause as soon as something is done, it's like, all right, what's next, you know? And uh, yeah, I've had to, yeah. I've had to really discipline myself uh, to, to just take a minute, celebrate these things that are happening. And, um, and yeah, so it is, it is really good to do that. And we do find those times uh, to just, you know, be with our people and, and do those things. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So you have a new record. You're com- it's coming out on September 30th yes. called God is good. Um, yeah. We've been able to hear little snippets of it. Um, Absolutely. And there's, there's threads of God's goodness throughout the whole project. That was the first yeah. thing that I picked up on. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit about what the spirit was speaking to your heart, the vision that he was giving you as you were writing songs, as you were heading into this project? Yeah. You know, this record, uh, the theme caught me by surprise in a way of, it's not like I dreamed up, I'm going to go in and write all these songs about the goodness of God. I'm going to write, I, I really have just been the last 18 months just writing songs with friends. And, you know, and there's, there was really no sort of intention behind it other than, hey, let's get together. Let's write, let's get in the presence of God together. Let's worship. Let's write a song for the church. That's really, every writing session was kind of like that. And you didn't really know where the song was going to end up or what was going to happen. And after 18 months, when I looked back at all the songs that I had written, I put them all in a folder together and I started sifting through. I I noticed that a lot of them had good in the theme. A lot of them even had good in the title and it was very unintentional. And I, so I just, I was like, this is interesting. Like, I guess there is just this theme. And I think when I looked back at it and what God was speaking and what God is still speaking to me now, you know, we've lived through crazy couple years there's a lot of chaos there's a lot of fear there's a lot of, yes, we have. and yeah. and and i you know you see people really question the goodness of god how can bad things happen if mm-hmm. good god is good and mm-hmm. and, and that and that is a very valid question to ask um but you look all through scripture and you see that the goodness god is good it's not just a characteristic of god it's the very essence of who he is he is good. Every good thing comes from God. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And you look through, look through this. And I can even look back at times in my life, and I can see the goodness of God clearer than when I was in it. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty, as they say. Yeah. 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 And um, and so you know, I think that was just kind of coming out of my heart, even subconsciously. If, like, I want to kind of go against the narrative of the culture, which is to question all of these things. And I just want to declare that God is good. God is who he says he is. I'll take him at his word. I believe it, you know, and, um, and those are really the, 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 
those declarations of faith are really the things I think for me that keep you sane in times like this, that keep you, keep you grounded and focused. And when you could be so tossed by the wind, by everybody's opinions and everybody's, it's like, God, what's, you know, you're, you're just looking for like, what is the anchor of the season, you know? And, and for me, it's like, uh, I really found a lot of security and anchor in no, God is good. He is who he says he is. He's not going to change. He's got me just like he had me before. He's got me now and he always will. And, you know, he's with me and he's for me, you know, and that's just like, so I think really it was just kind of coming out of my heart when I was in these moments, all these different moments with different friends writing songs, uh, you know, it was kind of coming out of all of our hearts. Like I just mm-hmm. declare the scripture and the goodness of God. Cause that really is the constant, you know, and especially in any season, but especially in the crazy one that we've lived, we're living through, you know? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Man, I would just say, personally, like there is such an incredible anointing on your life Mm -hmm. for songwriting. And I, you know, we interviewed Paul Balash. Paul always says, you know, when you're writing a song, it's got to, it has to feel good, you know, coming out of the mouth, you know, as you're expressing the words and there, I, there is just an unbelievable anointing on your life to write incredible songs for the church to worship God. With. And so, man, thank you for how you're chasing that. And, mm-hmm. uh, we're all better off for it. I know we told you both of us, uh, you know, firm foundation is just ringing through the yeah. walls of our houses and man, I'm still rocking out to Christ be magnified. I, all the time. I mean, it's just, so, okay, I'm going to get to my question. I'm fanning <laughs> a little bit. So, so like every, every project you release has like this really fresh, authentic feel to it. Like how, do, how do you, what are, what are the disciplines that you have in your life that help you stay inspired creatively? Mm. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, I will say that, you know, the things that the songs that you mentioned and what, everything you just mentioned um, there's a massive element where I feel like it's just happening to me where, mm-hmm. and I say that to say, um, every time I'm in a room and our song is written with friends and, and it's not just me, it's every, everybody's brilliance and the anointing on their life and comes together in those moments. But anytime that a song is finished and we realize like, at least we feel like it's special. We don't know what's going to happen with the song or who's going to connect with it but we feel like it's special. There's always just this sense of like, man, I, God just, the Holy spirit came into this room and just dropped that song. And it was like a gift today, you know? And, and, and as much as yes, we work hard to craft and you have to, you have to do that. You have to, you have to work hard at it and you have, you know, it takes time to become a good songwriter and learn when you get ideas, how do you communicate them? There is skill and all that, but really it's, it feels like this gift just dropped in the room every single time. And there's just this gratitude of like, I'm just so thankful that I got to be a part of this today, you know? And, um, yeah, so, I mean, that's really just my, that's my perspective on it all is I'm just great. I'm grateful that I get to be a part. I don't know why. Um, but I, I do know that I, I, I try my best to stay 
with that gratitude to not take it too seriously, to not really, especially not take myself too seriously and just, and to not think too much of like, I did this, or I did that, but really just maintain that attitude of like, all right, I'm going to write a song today and I'm, I'm with my friends. We're going to worship God. We're going to get into the presence of God. We're going to try not to just write a song, but we're going to try to encounter God together. And then if a song comes out of that, great. And if not, then we had a great moment with God today. And those days do happen. Mm-hmm. You, you leave sometimes, you don't really, you didn't really get a song. You kind of got a song and, mm-hmm. it, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't ever get finished or maybe, or, but if I had an encounter with God with my friends that day, man, it, it, that's really all that matters, you know? And so I think just, that's the inspiration really is God, I want to meet with you today. I want to, I want to declare something that's full of faith and full of scripture. And I want, I want to, I want to declare something that will help me in my processes and in my, my questions and to really come around the truth of God. And, and therefore I want that to help other people as well, you know? And, um, but I mean, yeah, there's, there's a lot of days where I'm like, I may never write a great song again. I don't know. I really, I just never, I, I don't, you just really don't know. You just have to be faithful to show up every day. And, and I think the thing that keeps it fun for me is that, you know, the pressure is off for me to write a great song today. Uh, if God chooses to give it today, great. And if, if, if he doesn't in the way that I thought that he would, he gives me a gift in a different way, then I'm just, that's going to be great as well, you know, and to just not get too caught up in all the, all the stuff about it, you know, and to really just stay focused on God and the church and what he's doing and, you know, writing inspiration comes from what is God speaking? What I feel like God's speaking to me and what if I feel like God's speaking to the church in this season? You know, what, what I feel like, you know, what do I, what do I feel like the church should sing or what if I feel like God is saying the church should sing? And, you know, and that's such a big, like, like, who am I to say that? But at the same time, I do recognize like, okay, like God's given me a place in in this to write songs that, that the church is singing. So now I have something to steward, you know, and I have something to, okay. All right. God, like, what are you from foundation came out of COVID the craziness of we're a year in now to the pandemic. And it's like, everyone's like, okay, what really is going to happen? We, we just, mm-hmm. where, where is the light at the end of the tunnel at this point? It's kind of how every, mm-hmm. at least that I feel like everyone felt. And, yep. you know, and I felt that way. I'm like, I was so full of fear in moments and, and firm foundation was this, this little chorus that I started in the morning in my house, you know, just processing all of those weights and all those burdens. And then where's the, where's the anchor and truth of God. And, you know, all of a sudden this little chorus kind of just pops out, you know, God just kind of gives it in this moment when I'm walking around my house in the morning by myself, you know, and I just, that, that chorus just literally comes out and I pick up my phone and voice memo. And I'm like, this feels, this feels cool. It feels special. I literally remember writing it and I got to the very end of the chorus and the he won't idea just kind of hit, it just popped out. You know, it's like, mm. why would he fail now? He won't. And I just started laughing to myself <laughs> at just how, just how like almost audacious and just like faith filled in such a, like, you know, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but you know, it just yeah. give, it gave me that feeling in that moment that I think it still gives a room. Now it gives a room like this. It's just this bold declaration. Um, and in that season, it was, it was such a bold 
declaration, mm. you know, because mm. there was moments where I wasn't too sure. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, um, but you know, it's that, it's those kind of things, just processing with God and moments and with friends, you get around with friends, you're talking and this is a really long answer to your question, but, um, That's great. but you know, it's just, it's all of it. And mm. it's just enjoying it of really, and being thankful that you get to just worship God and put his truth and his, his scripture and his heart as best you can into songs and uh yeah it's a joy it really is it's awesome man so I, I love what you're saying too because there's such a difference it's an evident difference between you guys sit down and you posture yourselves to just pursue the presence of god when you're writing and i think that's something that we all really need to pay attention to because mm-hmm. i do think that that god responds to that you don't sit in a room and go let's write the next worship banger you know what's you know no, there's there's a can't. difference in the there's a difference in the approach and i do think that's something that we all we all as believers really need to learn from as songwriters and yeah. even as worship leaders you know go in to pursue the presence of god make that the priority not the product make his presence the priority man it's yeah, it's, it's so evident in um in everything that you write so oh, thank gosh. you okay i love what you just so, said yeah. that's so true <laughs> very good so um you have been uniquely gifted by God in so many ways, but yeah, one of them is songwriting. You just kind of started to um, to touch on that. And these songs that you're writing, they are just so powerful for the church. I love that you're talking about Firm Foundation because man, when we get to those last he won'ts, I just want to no, scream them. You, yes, <laughs> you literally, yes. in our church, in our congregation, people are screaming it. <laughs> the drummer's just smacking those cymbals as hard as he can awesome. um, on those hits. So um, but what would you say to someone then who is maybe just starting out as a songwriter? You've been on this journey for a while. So what is some wisdom you can impart to someone who is maybe going, okay, I want to start songwriting. What, what is some, um, some wisdom you can offer them? Yeah, I think what you just said, if you're writing songs for the church, um, you have to prioritize the presence of God. That's, that's where it all comes. I mean, that's it. You, you, I, I, one thing that changed my life um, is uh, Bill Johnson Bethel was speaking to a group of songwriters I was in. This is five, six years ago now, seven years ago. And he said, um, write songs out of encounters with God. Because when you do those, I may have even talked about this last time I was on, those songs get, uh, when you write songs out of encounters with God, those encounters get locked up in those songs. And each time that song is experienced, uh, that's like that door gets reopened to that encounter you have with God and people get invited into a similar encounter that changed my life. Cause I realized you can't just sit in a room and try to write the next worship pit. Like that's just, that's not how those things happen. And, and, uh, and I, and I don't know. Yeah. I've just really the prize in that moment is the moment that you're having with God, the experience that you're having with God. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, the songs are, are the songs that connect with people the most. It's not because it was just perfectly well-crafted song that, that helps in communication, but it's even sometimes the songs that just weren't even super crafted. They just maybe happened spontaneously at a moment. And, but there was something in them. And I think the thing that you connect to is the presence of God in that song more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Right. And so and you can't manufacture that, you know? Yep. And so I think prioritizing that anytime you sit down to write a song first, just have an encounter with God. And that's when I, when I was just talking about the joy in those song moments, when you're like, I can't believe that just happened. It really comes out of like, 
I was just, we were just meeting with God together and we also wrote a song and this is all of a sudden it becomes really fun at that point because there, there's, there's a sense of like ease to it at this, at that, at that point, because you're not having to strong arm this song and, and yeah, there's days where it's hard and you have to really kind of dig for the gold and you have to fight for better lyrics. And those all, those are all good things, but really if you're in the presence of God and you're encountering God and you're writing songs as a byproduct of that, it's never going to get old and you're never going to yeah. kind of have your priorities in the wrong place. Um, and I think practically what I would say is that songwriting just takes time. It takes time. It takes muscle memory. It takes like, you know, you really have to just do it a lot for, for be, to become the songwriter that you probably want to become the one that you have, the, the songs you want to write, the goals you have in mind. It's just, it's a lot of repetition. It's a lot of writing, writing bad songs. It's a lot of, because really each time I write a song, whether that song gets recorded or used or, you know, put out in public or not, um, I learned something that day writing that song. There's, there's something that I learned that's going to help me the next time I write a song. And those kind of little compound lessons just build on each other. And so I think, look at every single time you write a song, look for something to learn, look for and it's going to be as simple. Sometimes I'm like, oh, interesting. That melody worked over that chord today. I didn't, I never really mm. experienced that before. Or, mm. you know, this tempo or this, you know, or this, this scripture that I've never really kind of tried to write a song around. Like, it's interesting. And maybe we didn't hit it on the head today, but who knows down the road mm-hmm. when that's going to come up again or when you're going to learn those things. And so, um, yeah, I try to take every opportunity to learn something and let that build mm. on each other you know, each time you do it. So just do it, just sit down and do it, be diligent, meet people that you, um, in your community that write other songs, work together. It's the best thing you could do is just collaborate. Um, yeah. That's awesome. That's great. That's so great. Such great advice. Um, so, okay. We, this is that question we end every interview with, we call it the big room question. And if we gathered every worship leader and all their volunteers and every production leader and all their volunteers, we got them all together in one big room and we gave you a microphone. Uh, man, there's been so much good stuff already in this conversation, but if, what would you, what else would you say to that room? First of all, I'd say, does anybody else want this microphone? <laughs> <laughs> so there's somebody wiser than me in this room because somebody else answered this question. Um, I think I think it's very much what I what what the theme of this whole conversation has been: prioritize the presence of God more than anything else. Mm-hmm. No matter what mm-hmm. position you're in serving your church, that is what matters most whether you're writing songs whether you're leading whether you're serving in production um you know we can get so caught up in the things that don't matter that much in the schedules and in the the well we planned this and it has to be this way and it has to be and all those things are fine and important and they you know they do serve a purpose but they cannot take the place of ultimately what matters most is that the presence of god is here. And as humans, we can do things to stifle that, (laughs) you know, like we, we can do things when our, when our hearts become unfocused on that, um, it can leave, you know, and, and we have to, first of all, understand that, that this just, just isn't a built in thing. I don't believe it is. I believe that yes, God is always with us and there's an omnipresence. Yes. That in scripture tells us that, but there is a certain element of the manifest presence of God 
stepping into a room and that can shift based on what we are prioritizing, what we are focusing on. And I think that when you, and when you realize that that is a possibility, then that changes your posture to, to really care that you don't let that go. And I think just having that, that holy reverent fear is what that is of God. I don't want to do something that would disturb you and make your presence leave. Um, not to bring up Bill Johnson again, but he's a man full of wisdom. He says that he lives his life as if there's a dove on his shoulder and he doesn't, he wants to walk in a way that he doesn't disturb it so that it flies away. And the dove being the Holy spirit. And it's, you know, I think just approaching everything that you do in that way of like, okay, but ultimately we care about the presence of God and we care about that. It's, really here in a strong way and that it doesn't leave and that we don't do things that that distract us from that and let everything then that you do all the planning and all the schedules and all the things if it supports that heart then it's so good but if it takes mm-hmm. the place of it then you've got to go you've got to repent and go back to mm-hmm. the, the the reason that you're doing it in the first place um and then let everything kind of just support that heart and that posture of the presence of God and everything's going to going to go well and things are going to happen that you didn't expect. And they're going to be beyond what you could ever imagine. And then really the ministry that you're doing actually has, it has some weight and has some purpose and you can see it and you can see people's lives being changed. That's really what we're in, in it to do, but it all starts with, am I doing this in a way where that doves on my shoulder and I don't, I don't want it to leave, you know? Um, Yeah. Now someone else answer this question. Man, that's good. Cody, thank you so much, man. Uh, God is good is coming September 30th. Fam, go buy a copy as soon as it comes out. Um, Can't wait to see how God's going to use these songs. Uh, So that's coming September 30th. God is good. Um, Man, make sure you go follow Cody Carnes on the socials, engage there and just for what you and your family are doing for the church and how you're serving the church. Thank you so much. Um, we need to pray for you guys and and, and support what you're doing. And uh, this interview, this conversation is just another example of as to why God is using you guys in such incredible ways. So thank you. Thank you for taking the time to come back. Well, thank you. That's very honoring and encouraging. I appreciate that. And I love being with you guys. Thank you for your support. And uh, it means a lot to me, excites me. So thank you. So if I could step out of myself mm-hmm. and be another worship leader. You'd want to be Cody. Cody's up there, man. I, He'd be I just, up there on my list. He's just, what I love about him is he's so genuine. He's, yeah. he's just down to earth. And we recently got to see him lead at experience. I've, I've, Mercy. I've uh, sat in services where Cody's led a few times and it's just, he's so anointed. You can yeah, tell he's full time. of, he's full of the word. He's passionate about God's presence. Like it just flows out of him. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. flows out of him. I love Cody. Yeah. And you know, he just, it seems like a really easy guy to be around. Yeah. I mean, you know, when we interview these people, we get just these short glimpses, but 
you know, I think the, the Lord in us and the Lord in him can kind of get that discernment. He just seems like a really, really solid dude. I, I, I hear he's a golfer. Maybe some, mm. maybe someday we'll get out on the, on the links and. I'd have to yeah. drive the cart because I don't play, uh, but you know, <laughs> sure, we can do that. We can do that. <laughs> we can get you one of those can. You know, you always talk about t-shirt cannon. Yeah, they have cannons now for, with for golf balls. Do they really? Oh yeah. And I can't see that going wrong with me behind it. <laughs> that would, <laughs> sure. Let's do that. That's going to be good. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 198. Remember to go hit subscribe wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. That way you never have to go looking for us. We just show up bright and early every single Tuesday morning. And remember to do us a favor, go to Apple Podcasts, leave us that five-star rating with a nice review. It's just a huge help in getting the message of the podcast out in front of more people. And thank you so much for following us on all of the socials. We love engaging with you. We love going back and forth. And, um, you know, I think I said it the other week, even some of you salty people, we love it. Keep it coming. <laughs> Keep it coming. <laughs> you can find us at Worship Leader Probs on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. And you can even find us over on Twitter by searching the hashtag Worship Leader Probs. Yeah, guys, we know you love you. If this podcast made a difference for you today, click that share button. Yeah. Share it with your team, share it with your friends, your church. Um, you know, we, we, we go forward as you go forward. So help us out, man. Click that share button. Uh, we love you. Thanks for following. And thanks again for listening uh, to episode 198 guys until next time. Deuces. Smell you later. <laughs> <laughs>